Welcome everybody to the latest Bicom podcast. I'm Richard Pater, the director of Bicom here in Jerusalem. And today we continue our series leading up to the Israeli elections. And I'm delighted to welcome Sharon Haskell from the New Hope Party. Sharon, thank you very much indeed for joining me. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. I should also say Mazal Tov as your a new, a new mother as well. So uh, yeah. um, <laughs> as we say, Kolakavod, well done for balancing politics and, uh, and new motherhood. That's, uh, yeah. that's impressive. Yeah. Um, Thanks. Perhaps we can perhaps we can start. You're now a candidate with the with Gidon Saar's New Hope Party. You were previously, up until very recently, a, a Likud member of Knesset. Just for our audiences that maybe don't know, can you give us just a little bit of background? Tell us about how you got into politics and uh, and how and why you chose the the Likud as well. Okay, so um, I actually spent uh, seven years in Australia. Uh, I worked there as a veterinary nurse. Uh, and decided to come back home after a few years back to Israel. And while studying at university, I joined a few groups uh, from the Likud party as well and started political work and political activism there. Um, the party that I joined to uh, and supported and was very active in uh, was the party that uh, the... Uh, founding fathers, uh, so Menachem Begin uh, and uh, our um, uh, ideological leader, uh, Jabotinsky, uh, spoke so much about ideology, about Zionism, uh, about the economy, how to do things. It was a very, um, um, how, how, how do I say it, Erkit. Um, Principled. Yeah, it, it was a well, party values. that was based on values, principles, and ideology. Um, I don't see that in the Likud today, unfortunately. And that was one of the main reasons uh, why I decided to leave the Likud party and join the New Hope, Tikva uh, Chadusha, and Gidon Saar. Uh, Gidon Saar grew, grew up. Uh, with those values, uh, with this ideology throughout his entire political career, he proved time after time that his compass keeps him straight. Um, and uh, as a very ideological person uh, who has been battling within my party uh, to advance reforms, who should be, you know, obvious that our party should promote uh, reforms that are uh, connected to the economy, to our security. Uh, and unfortunately, time after time, it was a, a real struggle. Um, so uh, under the leadership of Gidon Saar, I believe that we'll be able to, uh, to actually um, uh, uh, put into actions and actually do those things that we've talked about for for years and years through the Likud party. Could you just thank you for that? Could you just take us back to the last month as the Knesset was kind of was uh, was reaching its deadline to pass the budget and your decision to leave the Likud? What what was it like uh, for you in those in those days and the last days of the of the Knesset before you you made your announcement? Well, that was uh, it was a very tough decision for me. Uh, it was also very painful 
Um, for years, I've been working in the Likud party. Uh, as I said before, battling uh, to push through our ideology to make sure we stay on a straight line, uh, that our values are the one who are guiding us and not any other consideration. Um, and, you know, all the activists, all the people, I love them. Uh, they're part of this amazing uh, uh, um, uh, political atmosphere here in Israel. Uh, and it was a very difficult decision for me to, to make. But unfortunately, under the leadership of Bibi, um, we see less of their input into the decisions that the Likud is making. Uh, we see less of those values that they fought for for dozens of years, even from the, uh, you know, the foundation of Israel, uh, pushing those values, we see them disappear uh, in the light of personal uh, decisions or personal uh, strategic considerations. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it breaks my heart, not just to leave those incredible activists and members of party, uh, but to actually uh, uh, acknowledge and to actually understand, because it took me some time to understand as well, that the Likud party of today is not the Likud party of before. And the leadership of Netanyahu today is not the leadership that was there a few years ago, unfortunately. So out of this disappointment, um, I decided to I uh, resigned from my seat in the Knesset, in the parliament, uh, and resigned from the Likud party and uh, joined Gidon Sar in a new road in bringing hope to the people of Israel, bringing uh, stability to our country, where in the last two years, this is the fourth election that we're doing. This has never been before in the history of, of the state of Israel. Um, and to reunite the people. I mean, there is so much discourse of hatred uh, between the people at the moment. Um, I don't think we've ever been so divided. Uh, and, and, and so this is a great mission in uniting back our people. Um, you mentioned kind of the love that you have for your, for your kind of former Likud colleagues. Um, have, you did you, have you discussed since making the move have you discussed it with them? What are relations like between you and uh, and the and other members of the Likud? Yeah, I mean, with some of them, um, some of the activists and some of the main leading uh, party members actually joined us. They uh, uh, resigned from the Likud and uh, actually joined uh, the Tikvah Hadasha party uh, because they understand that to promote those values uh, that we believe in, uh, there's a need for new leadership. Uh, and Gidon Sal provides that. Uh, so it's really amazing and incredible to see all of them uh, leaving uh, a home that was to them for more than 20, sometimes 30 and 40 years uh, in order to bring this message to our country and to our people. Um, and, um, you know, with my colleagues in the Knesset, I'll tell you one thing, I, I think it's a little bit more sad. Uh, it saddened me to hear them speak the same words that I say, only they don't have the courage to say that out loud. 
Um, so yeah. You mentioned uh, you mentioned obviously this unprecedented uh, political, I mean, constitutional crisis. Perhaps we could frame it of four elections in two years. Um, I've asked other other party representatives this this question. I'll ask you a couple of questions now, if I may. First of all, do you think the country needs elections now? No, <laughs> it had elections. It had four elections in two years. Uh, I think that any other. Uh, prime minister or leader of a party uh, that competed uh, and wasn't able to win the elections and form a government and definitely not a stable government uh, would sort of step aside and give someone else the opportunity to lead the party into winning. Uh, unfortunately, there are much more personal consideration and ideological and uh, uh, you know, uh, consideration of values um, and in that light, uh, Israel is uh, facing a fourth election in, in two years. Uh, but I do believe that these will be the last elections for the next four years. I do believe we can win and create a stable government that will serve the people for the next four years. Um, we are working on winning. Uh, the it's uh, Gidon Saar is the only is the only uh, person in the political sphere that's capable of winning uh, against Netanyahu. Uh, he's the only one that has uh, the political experience. He served the people in the country in some of the main intersections uh, of the country in the top offices of the country. Uh, he has so much experience and he's, uh, uh, he's proven throughout serving uh, how he can actually bring reforms into actions. So not just making tough decisions, but actually make sure that uh, they are being applied later on. Uh, something that we haven't seen with Netanyahu's government uh, in the past two years. So... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm full of hope, uh, and I do believe that we'll be able to win these elections. And what are the other kind of characteristics or, or leadership qualities that you think Gidon Saar has um, to become prime minister? Uh, well, beside the experience and the professionality uh, that his records show, um, He's a person that's able to build ties and to unite people together, which is an amazing thing in politics. Usually uh, people are so uh, stubborn in their ground and it's so difficult to bring two people to sit together and come into a compromise. But the person Gidon is, uh, and he's proven that throughout his work, he's actually capable of creating ties and bonds between, uh, uh, um, uh, between very extreme sides that you might think that will never be able to sit together. Uh, so in that sense, it's amazing to see uh, a person that is so uh, uh, open and capable of doing uh, uh, connections like that uh, coming into the leadership of the country of Israel because our people are 
people from so many from some from so many different backgrounds, ethnicities, uh, parties, ideology, and we need a person like that that will be able to join dots like that together. Uh, this is the only way to create stability in our country. Uh, more so, um, the person he is, Gidon, as a uniting person, I think is something that we need as a cure at the moment for the division that we see among the people of Israel. Uh, and I think that it is time for a leader like Gidon Saar to not just unite the people of Israel, but also uh, bring back the trust of the people in its representatives and in the systems. Because in the last two years, one of the things that you see as one of the main problems that can actually create a tear in our democracy is the distrust that the people have towards their uh, leadership and towards their representatives from the people towards our judicial system and from the people to the media as well. Um, there's a huge distrust in those, uh, you know, the, these are fundamental uh, uh, brick stones in our democracy. Uh, and so I see it as a crucial issue um, in the next four years to bring back that the, this trust. And Gidon Sao is the only leader that's capable of, of uh, completing a mission like this. Thank you for that. Um, if I can ask you for your kind of broader political analysis for a moment, um, two weeks, just over two weeks before the closing of the of the party lists, do you see any more likely uh, mergers on the left or the right? Well, um, it seems like the left has completely lost his head. <laughs> they have, I think, maybe 15 parties that they need to uh, rejoin together. Many of them are not pass passing the threshold. So I'm pretty sure there might be some uh, connections there or, uh, uh, you know, um, mergers uh, there. Uh, I don't think that on our side in the right and the center right, they, there'll be more mergers. Um, I mean, we bring a different agenda. Uh, we speak about three main reforms that we want to bring. First thing in the first 100 days of our government, one of them is combating the violence and the crimes in the Arab communities here in Israel, which has um, uh, absolutely devastating consequences uh, out of that on starting from businesses all around Israel, uh, illegal weapon that goes into uh, crime uh, and crime families, and up to uh, violent in the family and murder of women uh, because of uh, uh, violent partners. Um, so um, this is one of the main reforms that uh, we have to make sure that we apply in the first 100 day. The second one is uh, a reform in our judicial system. Uh, as I spoke before and explained how there's a lot of distrust as well between the people and the uh, judicial system. Uh, we have a few uh, uh, legislations and reforms that needs to be applied in as first steps in order to regain that trust. And the third one is uh, changing our uh, 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 electoral system. Uh, 
So uh, uh, first of all, um, putting a cap or a limit on the amount of year that a prime minister can serve and also uh, local uh, mayors as well. Uh, we see in Israel mayors who are, uh, you know, uh, are in power for more than 40 years. Sometimes it creates many problems. Uh, and so uh, these are some of the first reforms that we are going to do in the first 100 days. Uh, these are important missions. Uh, and Gidon Sar is uh, running to the, on the, to the top uh, leading position, the prime minister. So I, I, I don't see any more mergers necessarily that will happen. Thank you. That's a very inter interesting le legislative agenda. Um, I wonder if I could ask you just on, on foreign policy, um, how you view, obviously we're talking today, later on this afternoon, um, will be the inauguration of the new uh, US president. Um, how do you view Israel's ties uh, with, with the US going forward? Huh. It's, a, it's a tough question. I mean, um, obviously, we are extremely grateful uh, for President Trump and his reform. Uh, he's done incredible work on foreign policy, especially anything to do with Israel, and we'll forever be grateful for that. Uh, at the same time, we have to find a way now to uh, reconcile and uh, heal our relationship with the Democrat Party as well. Uh, unfortunately, Prime Minister Netanyahu sometimes uh, push the boundaries and the limits on that relationship as well. Uh, and I think it is the time for Gridon to, to to come in and he'll be able to actually uh, heal and reconcile some of these ties. It's extremely important uh, in order to continue our bipartisan uh, friendship with, uh, American, with the American people. Uh, and he'll be the right person for this mission. Um, he's, uh, he's got strong ties uh, within the top uh, leadership uh, in the Republican Party and the Democratic Party as well. Uh, and I'm sure he'll build an extremely good and professional team uh, that will strengthen these ties. Thank you for that. Um, just back to kind of uh, to, to the uh, to, to the hard numbers of the uh, of the Israeli elections. The latest poll that came out from <laughs> Channel Twelve News last night um, was probably not so uh, not not so positive reading for your party. Down from twenty one about a month ago, down to fifteen, whilst the Likud have slightly uh, extended their lead. How concerned are you about those about those numbers? Yeah, well, polls goes up and down. Um, I won't trust them. They've never been were able to predict the actual um, uh, result of the elections. Definitely not two months before. Um, and you know, as a, a strong uh, a party, a ideological party that's based on values, uh, we're not uh, necessarily going to change any kind of our policies or our uh, wording or anything like that just because of a poll. Um, the people who choose and to vote for us know exactly what they're getting. Uh, they understand that uh, when we say we're going to do something, it actually will happen. These are not just electoral uh, promises, but actual reforms and actual actions that uh, will happen after the elections as well. 
Um, and, you know, uh, I think that any Israeli citizen who's not happy with the function of the government until today, I mean, if they're happy with it, uh, they can uh, vote for, for uh, Netanyahu, for Bibi. Uh, but if they're not happy, there's only one choice that can actually replace that. And that's the choice of voting for the chairman of the Tikva Hadasha party, Gidon Saar. How, how confident are you that you can persuade Likud voters um, away from the, uh, the, uh, the charms of Netanyahu um, to your party? How confident are you? Well, we see that happening every single day. I see more and more uh, major activists, major members coming, joining our party. More and more uh, people uh, that call me or I see on uh, social media uh, telling us that for the first time they're not going to vote Likud and they're going to vote uh, a New Hope party. Actually, yesterday I received a, a private message on Facebook from someone who said that uh, ever since he arrived in Israel, uh, back in the 50s, the only uh, note uh, vote that he put in the ballots was Machal, was Likud. And for the first time in his entire life, he's going to vote for Gidon Saar. Uh, so I'm absolutely certain that we can persuade those voters to come to us. They understand that we are uh, the party that represent those values that the Likud party used to represent. And if the ideology is more important than the frame or the persona, then there's only one note that they can put in the ballots, and that's Tikva Hadasha with the leadership of Gidon Saar. And just one other um, foreign policy issue, I suppose, or, or a security issue, however you want to frame it, with regards to the Palestinians. Um, what does, what's your party platform and how does it differ from the Likud? Well, obviously, we are all very ideological uh, people. We time after time, we say what we think about it. It's not going to change. Uh, these are the same positions. Uh, but you need to understand that um, Bibi, probably uh, promised or signed accords and uh, documents that sort of uh, are forcing us for a certain way of dealing with this as well. Uh, many of them were secret and were not uh, uh, um, viewed by the public and not by members of Knesset. And so we have to wait until we enter into the prime minister office. When Gidon Saar enter the prime minister office, he'll be able to look on these agreements and on these commitments of Bibi towards the Americans, towards uh, the international community, uh, etc. And from there, we'll be able to make a, a, you know, a promise or a, a conclusion or an action. Um, don't forget uh, the things that he signed probably um, uh, place us in a position where we have to uh, uh, apply by them as well. Um, and if he postpone any kind of uh, sovereignty in the Jordan Valley, in Judea and Samaria, uh, we need to know what he signed exactly. And until then, we, we can't really make any actual promise. We don't want to just throw out words and promises. We want to be able to say something and do it after the elections. I understand. Um, if you, if you had to predict now how many seats you would win, what would you uh, what, what would what would you what would you suggest? If I have to predict, uh, it's difficult. It's difficult to know two months before. Um, 
And this you have to understand. We haven't exposed our entire list yet. Okay, so the amount of communities and members that that list is about uh, meant to attract uh, are unknown yet. And another major issue is that we didn't expose our platform yet, uh, the Matsa. Uh, and there we actually write down our entire uh, uh, ideology and what we are going to do after the elections. And that's meant to attract much more people. Um, so it's, it's very difficult to predict at the moment. I do believe we will pass the 20 mandates, uh, but our mission is to receive more mandates than the Likud party. Uh, we want to be the biggest party um, so that our principles will be the one that will be applied on after. Very, very interesting. And one final question. Is there an issue that you're personally campaigning on or what would be your in a, in a in an ideal scenario that you form the next government what position are you looking for uh, i'm not looking into positions at the moment the first thing i trust uh, uh to uh, um to actually position any one of us in uh, a, a place where we'll be able to be effective uh for and 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 uh and do the best interest for our country uh, so we're not working now and not discussing any kind of positioning. Uh, what we are focusing on is winning these elections. This is not going to be an easy battle. Um, uh, Bibi knows that he has a real rival at the moment uh, in replacing him. So as we've seen from other uh, campaigns, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a, a real fight. Um, so we're getting ready for that and concentrating on that at the moment. Okay, well, we will continue uh, also to monitor this closely. Thank you very much indeed for your time today. Uh, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be on your show.